Cook are doing well today. We're back again. I think autumn is here now. I think, you know, summer's over and done with. But we've got a lovely guest with us today. And I've got my amazing co-host here, Atia. Hey, Atia, how are you doing? Hello. I'm really good, actually. I'm feeling ready to get back into it. So I'm quite excited to be recording some more podcasts again. Amazing. like I had a good break over summer and, you know, feel energized. I can tell that you had a very good break because you look very refreshed and I enjoyed watching your stories and seeing all the amazing places you went to. Can you tell us a little bit more about where you've been? Yeah, so we did interrailing trips. So I posted, it was actually in, I think, May or April, they did a 50-year anniversary sale for the interrail company. So, and I was like, hey, this would actually be a fun thing to do with the kids over summer. So then we ended up booking it and lots of people on Instagram gave me lots of feedback on how their trips were and kind of encouraged me to do it. And then afterwards, we kind of thought, oh my gosh, what have we done? (laughs) Because the actual (laughs) ticket is a very small amount of the kind of the organization and then the like the cost of the trip because obviously it's Europe in summer so I was like maybe this wasn't such a good idea but then obviously we'd committed to doing it and then we actually had an amazing time because you can it's so flexible you can just get on a train you can change your mind and be like okay I won't go now I'll go you know in a few hours or even the next day if you've got haven't booked your accommodation and things so it was really good we only had one couple of minor issues where my daughter got she just had a vomiting bug and she was quite ill for a couple of days but when you've got a tight schedule it kind of mm. feels quite you know you just feel like you don't have time to rest as much as you'd like to so I felt a bit bad like be like okay Aww. we've got to go to the next place we've got no we've got nowhere to stay here tonight so we've got to move on to the next place and then my friend got pickpocketed which was also Ooh. a bit unfortunate but luckily because we were together we were able to kind of help each other out so she helped me with the other kids when I took Nora in to be checked by a doctor and then I helped her when she didn't have money obviously when she was pickpocketed mm. so it was really good to travel in a team like that and we saw lots of amazing places you know just within a few you know short amount of time so I definitely recommend it especially because kids are free I keep telling everyone this but it's like basically the kids did all of this and it was basically free for them to travel so wow we might look into that and how many kids did you go with all together yeah so between me and my friend we had six children to deal with (laughs) I mean they're all pretty good the youngest was seven and the only issues we had were like a couple of times when we had like one bathroom between all of us and like if someone was taking ages and then you're like hurry up we're gonna get out (laughs) that kind of thing but they're pretty good they were like you know they walked with their heavy bags everywhere and stuff so it was good okay fantastic no Uh, Yeah, you've been busy, haven't you? I was going to say you've been busy preparing for your move. I've been packing and packing, unending packing, and we've been living out of boxes. You know, I know the past few episodes I mentioned, you know, having a moving date. Well, issues with the chain. We've had, I think it was like a five or six house chain something like that oh that's quite a long a very long chain yeah and I think the estate agents weren't as transparent as we wanted them to be so yeah it's been a struggle but we finally have a date we finally have a moving date because we've exchanged contracts and everything and completion is going to be next week Wednesday so fingers crossed and yeah Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that later probably later on in the episode but I really want everyone to know about our guest today (laughs) we've got Tammy Hello, Tammy. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Tammy, do you want to tell everyone about yourself, please? Yeah, so I'm a sewing pattern designer and trying to be a content creator. 
based in Berlin currently. So I'm actually mm. from the UK, but we are planning to move back. But yeah, I'm just like, I just started sewing maybe four years ago. And then I decided to actually kind of make it. Yeah, it sounds like when I tell people that they're like only four years ago. But it was like, I guess just before the pandemic or slightly before. So when the pandemic hit, I think I just threw myself into learning how to sew properly. Mm. All self-taught, but yeah. It's amazing because you've not just learned to sew, you've learned to design and market your business really effectively as well. So did you do all of that yourself? Is there any resources that you use to help yourself with those? So I guess my background, so I studied graphic design in university. So I've kind of always had like a background in design and Mm. I've always loved creating and I've kind of always known I've wanted to have some sort of product to sell and like have fun with online. And then because I loved sewing so much, I mean, when I first saw people, obviously independent pattern makers, they sound like such a highly regarded thing, like Mm. such a, like how on earth can I do that, a self-taught person? But then I think just from learning, like kind of even just simple things like YouTube videos, I know they sound really basic, but they help you, I guess, just experiment with different kind of ways of working. Like there's so many different ways to sew a garment. And I think part of the process is learning the best way that you like to sew something. Mm. oh wow yeah I would not have thought that you start because I've been following you for a long time I've always like I remember when you had your first I think it was a free one you had first did you have a free pattern to start with yeah I remember that and I remember seeing you on YouTube as well yeah and your pattern library has just grown and grown and grown and I think they're quite targeted towards beginners no yeah like I think the part of like the process that I love to like do with my patterns is create really beginner-friendly patterns that yeah. don't look boring, you know, they are still stylish, they're quite minimalist in a way, and you can definitely hack them to create more complex garments. But mm-hmm. I think a key part that I love to kind of always come back to is this easy for a beginner to pick up. Because, yeah. you know, there's already so many complex patterns that I think obviously look amazing, but they can be quite jarring and I guess cut you off sometimes. But yeah. I feel like they're kind of targeted towards quite a young kind of sewing sewist so like someone who's you know they are more interested in the kind of fashion aspect rather than necessarily just the sewing and then that brings them into maybe looking into more sort of complex patterns as well yeah definitely definitely so before you actually like decided to buy a sewing machine or start using a sewing machine like four years ago what actually motivated you to have a go at sewing you know it was so random it was so random because I remember I was in like I was obviously a full-time graphic designer at that time and I just literally one day was like I'm gonna buy a sewing machine (laughs) 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 love it I remember all my friends at the time were just like this girl's nuts like what is she talking (laughs) about like (laughs) I think I've always had like quite a creative background like because I was a graphic designer and I've always loved painting and doing stuff with my hands and I've always had an interest in fashion so I think my grandmother also used to be a tailor she used to always make occasion like Indian wear Mm. so I've always loved the aspect that you can go and get like a full Indian lenga or like a traditional thing made and I always thought that was so out of reach to do yourself because Mm. I've always gone to someone to do it for me Mm. and then to be like no I'm gonna try I'm yeah. gonna try and make some clothes why not it can't be too difficult <laughs> do you remember your first thing that you made my first thing that I ever made was when I was in secondary school and I made a skirt 
Yeah. But I remember hating the process. I was like, I'm never <laughs> going to touch sewing again. <laughs> and then when I was like, what, 22 or maybe 21, when I started sewing, I know 22-ish, I think maybe, I made a robe, a robe yeah. of like my first project, proper yeah. project that actually fit me. Obviously, yeah. I had made other things, but they were like 10 sizes too small or something. Yeah. And it's always been like clothes and not like things like tote bags or, you know, accessories. You yeah, just I mean, went straight for clothing. I d- when I first started sewing, yeah, I went straight for clothing only because I wanted mm. to wear the things <laughs> that I wanted to make. Yeah. I always say to complete beginners that reach out to me, like, if you've never sewn anything before, I actually think the best thing to sew is a tote bag because yeah. there's no fitting to do with your body. And you actually just understand how to construct a garment or like you know physical product and you get mm. to see something flat come into like a 3d shape mm. oh okay go on Atia. I, was, I was just going to ask you about you know with the robe was it a pattern that you followed or was it like a self-drafted project no, that one was I think it was a burger you know you used to get those I mean you still get the, the yeah. magazine burger the ones with the you know a gazillion patterns in one <laughs> one sheet of paper which was really complex to look at I remember looking at that thinking how on earth am I going to navigate yeah. this because obviously bird of patterns I don't know if they are actually aimed at beginners but they have no illustrations so it's I found yeah quite this, they're hard quite to hard follow. to follow I find them a bit difficult to follow as well but it's good value but I think when you're a beginner it sounds like you kind of jumped in the deep end and had a kind of steep learning curve and then kind of got all your skills quite quickly would you yeah, say that, that was had a... piping in it oh wow why did I decide <laughs> to do piping <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite good when you actually do that because then you feel like wow if I've done that then I can do you know whatever else like other more simple patterns and then it gives you a lot of confidence when you've managed to do something like that although I suppose if you didn't manage to then it could <laughs> have the opposite effect <laughs> for some people but yeah it does give you that feeling of like sewing is it that superpower feeling that people talk superpower. about power yeah yeah it, goes, it does it does <laughs> no tell me I'm gonna just veer off a little bit so I know you live in Berlin now and you moved there like two years ago. Did you move? So that means you moved during lockdown, like during the peak of COVID? I don't know why we decided to do that. Like now I think back at it, why did we move in a pandemic? That makes no sense. But the reason was, is because we, me and my partner both, what was that word? We both got furloughed. So there was nothing really holding us back in a way. I did actually get a job in London after only a about a month after we got I got made furloughed but they were really open to me moving abroad and keeping my contract which was insane like you didn't really hear that so yeah we just decided to move to Berlin it sounds so random but we've both always wanted to live abroad mm. and Berlin is so similar to London in the fact that it's, it's a hub it's quite a creative area it's predominantly English speaking and yeah the rest is history and we kind of knew we would come here only with a two-year limit we didn't mm. want to like build a whole life here. We kind yeah. of knew it would be a bit of fun. Wow. Mm. You just moved your whole lot. Well, I guess once you're determined to do something, you just go with it and nothing will stop you. Yeah. And so Especially you... moving with a partner. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I couldn't do this on my own. Yeah. It's a lot of stress moving abroad. Yeah. Like... Do you have any links in Germany or is it just that you chose, was it? kind of a random choice or is there anything specific that drew you there absolutely no links just a random choice wow. <laughs> so brave 
so brave. But I guess because um, your pattern, Tammy Handmade, is your pattern brand is online, isn't it? It's an online yes. brand. So it was easier for you to just do the move. You didn't have to worry yes. about. Mm. Yeah, it's all just a digital brand mm. at the moment. I'd love to do printed patterns at one point. But mm. if I do that, that will definitely be when I'm back in the UK, just logistics. Mm. Yeah. You did have a pattern with a magazine recently, didn't you? I think. Yeah. yeah, I did. I can't remember now. I think it was simply. I think it was simply. It'll be sewing. simply sewing. Yeah. 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 They collaborate a lot. With, yeah. They licensed. Yeah. Yeah. They licensed one of my patterns for the month, which is really cool to see it like an actual physical pattern, which was insane. I was like showing my mum because my mum's name is Anita and I named that cancel oh. the Anita cancel. <laughs> and I was like, you have to go Tesco and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so special. Yeah. <laughs> She needs to frame it. She needs to put it in a frame and just like. <laughs> what do your family think of your sewing business? Are they quite supportive? Because it's quite, uh, they, I guess it's really quite like unusual. It. Yeah, I think a lot of my family still don't really understand what I do. I know. Indian families. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my grandma, even when I was a graphic designer full time, she would still tell people I was a fashion designer. Okay. I think they're not the same thing <laughs> but they love the fact that I sew and that I've been able to do something every day that I actually enjoy yeah what stage was it that you made do you do any graphic design work anymore or is it all just your sewing business no I still freelance as a graphic designer pattern making is really fun but obviously it does not always pay the bills so yeah. freelancing as a graphic designer is a nice way to earn a bit of money to be honest yeah 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 like I, I'm trying to do that less because I am definitely not enjoying it as much anymore which is why I've been trying to I'm not sure if you noticed on my Instagram I'm trying to position myself as well as a bit of a content creator because mm. I think that can be a really useful way to maybe subsidize my graphic design income Mm, yeah that's a clever move because speaking about Instagram would you say Instagram was or is your main avenue of reaching like newer customers and people in general what do you think or YouTube yeah yeah do you know what I think Instagram always like always has a place in my heart like I love using that platform and that's obviously been my day one of like reaching people creating a community learning about other people Mm. but I have I think for the past year or so I've been using YouTube and I have noticed that does bring quite a bit of traffic to my website. Which yeah, is really YouTube useful. is powerful. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Mm. I didn't really realise it until I started doing it properly. Mm. I've been trying to do like one video a week, which even then I'm like, that's really difficult. Oh my goodness. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess all those graphic design skills come in really handy as well with all the editing and all the kind of work that goes into the behind the scenes stuff with Instagram and YouTube as well. No, a hundred percent. If I didn't have a graphic design background, it would have made making patterns first of all really difficult because I guess if you don't have that, you probably have to outsource that because it's it's a lot of work to make. Mm. Obviously anyone can design something, but to make mm. something easy to understand, easy to read, flow mm. nicely. Mm. Yeah, that's why designers are paid to do what they do because they are able to install it into something mm. easily manageable he's illustrator illustrator and in design in design oh yeah in design so oh so that that means tammy do you do like do you illustrate the step-by-step images for your pattern like for sewing your patterns the construction 
process yeah I do that in illustrator okay and then I make the actual pdf in indesign okay. you don't have to use indesign but I think my graphic design background is like always yeah. make a booklet in indesign yeah. <laughs> yeah oh right I can't yeah I just I use illustrator for everything and outsource the illustration of the instructions like you know yeah. the images the I, drawn the diagrams of like I always find it easy to photograph the step like make the garment mm. you know from start to finish photograph each step and then you have like a base of how you would illustrate it because you've already got a picture of what mm. it should look like yeah that helped a lot with my first sewing book the you'll be able to mm. that I had to take photos of every single step of all the different garments and send across and then you know annotate them on the iPad and send over to the illustrator that was hard <laughs> that was hard work because <laughs> you have to like you'd have to filter through and identify which ones were the most crucial for the book you can't have every single step in the book yeah you're doing so well you're doing so well and I think I remember my first time seeing you was on YouTube I think it was a YouTube video where you did a simple I think it was a bando top or something like that okay yeah I don't know if that was it but it was one of your first videos and you didn't use a sewing pattern so seeing you do that kind of drew me to you and I was like oh she's very interesting and I subscribed and I saw more of your videos and I found you on Instagram and that's how it all started okay so well I guess it would be nice for you to tell the listeners what sort of sewing patterns you have and the designs that you've got for them to you know sew on your website definitely yeah so a lot of my patterns are very quite effortless and stylish to minimal sort of vibe they're very floaty I don't know why but I've naturally gone into this sort of vibe where they're all slip on style so there's oh. naturally no fastening so really easy for beginners my most popular design is the rear dress yeah. and it's basically a v-neckline dress that has gathered skirt here and then you literally just slip it over and since making that so many people made it with waist ties to kind of cinch in the waist and that is such a nice I would never have thought of that and then I saw people doing it and I've started doing it on my makes as well yeah just very easy simple dresses I also have skirt patterns top patterns I have a free sewing pattern called the Etty camisole and it's been picked up by the sewing community quite a lot I didn't realize that would happen but it has a scalloped neckline yeah. I think it's quite a fun. Oh, it's very pretty. I like that one. Yes. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, it's such a fun detail. I've been making it, thinking, oh, no one's probably going to like this. It's going to be quite complex to make. And Maybe then... do a video on YouTube on like the neckline, how to do a scalloped um, neckline. Or do I do have a. Yeah, I have a DIY sewing tutorial for that one. Okay. I guess it's a nice way, like if you've never done something like that before. Mm. just showing people how like how my method of doing it is but like I said there's so many different ways to do the same method I remember seeing a pattern designer I think her name's Lydia Lydia something and she has a scalloped I can't remember what it's called I think it's a bubble frock or something like that and it's got a scalp uh, yeah she does yeah I know that she has a different method of doing it I think she interfaces the top section but things like that it's like you kind of like learn from one another I love seeing things yeah like that and how to do yeah. the same method do you have any favorite like fabric sort of companies that you go back to or anything like any particular fabrics you would like to use best? And I've seen you made a few things in velvets as well. I don't know if that's something you use quite commonly. 
yes so my pattern de leona dress it's a stretch pattern and i use the initial fabric i used for that was velvet which was the first time i've ever sewn with velvet <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was actually much easier than i thought it would be thought, but yeah. it creates such a mess honestly yeah like, so my floor cut pieces <laughs> yeah so after that i think my favorite fabrics to work with are probably viscose or cotton just looking around i got like a really big stash of fabric on the top of my wardrobe <laughs> but yeah that's filled with like viscoses and cottons I think it's a nice easy fabric to work with especially if you're a beginner favorite fabric companies do you know my absolute favorite has to be my fabrics my fabrics.co.uk because I used to use them when I lived in London and then since I've moved to Berlin they have a German version called stoffer.de I think it's pronounced and they're the same brand. I didn't realise. I've been able to shop their fabrics oh. from both countries. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's amazing. Sorry, oh, what's the, myfabrics.co.uk, you said? Yeah. Okay. That's the UK version. Then they actually have a German version called stoffer.de, but they're the exact same company, which is nice because mm-hmm. you can shop the same fabrics from both countries. Mm-hmm. yeah because then if you're designing something then people can still buy the fabric if they're based in the UK are most of your customers UK based or are they all over I would say they're predominantly UK and US based mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cool. yeah last week my brother-in-law came with something that he wanted to wear to a wedding and he needed me to alter it make it a size it was tailored for him in Nigeria it was a bit too tight and I sat there and I was like, how did I say yes to do this? <laughs> so I had to sit down there, sp- spent a good two hours on picking because it had a bit of a, the seam allowance was quite wide. Yeah, on pick and then I had to alter it to be his size. But yeah, I was going to ask you, Tammy, do you find that lots of people in your family come to you and ask you to make them garments for events and stuff? Well, this is the great thing about living in Berlin. Yeah. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> But every time I go home, my grandma is like, can you please make me something? And every time I'm like, yeah, when I come back next time, I'll bring something back. <laughs> and then I never do. The only people I actually sew for is my like, nieces. So my partner's sister had children and I love sewing for them. Like that's my ah. favourite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like I literally bought a cricket machine recently with the sole purpose just to make them clothes and, <laughs> and put their names on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, sewing for family and friends is a different aspect to making clothes for yourself, isn't it? I don't know how you do it. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't volunteer for well. Uh, nobody really asks me anymore. Maybe they think I'm too busy or something. <laughs> I don't think I, I would random he was like I have nothing to wear to this wedding everybody has to wear a certain color and this is the only one I have and it's not my size anymore please please and I'm like yeah that's fine come I didn't understand the extent that I had to go with the unpicking so I sat there and I thought I could just make something from scratch rather than unpicking this entire garment because I had to unpick the trousers and the top as well but yeah it's all done now yeah I thought I'll chip that in and ask because I always want to know what people like how people get on with making for people that aren't themselves but you've made something for your partner no I've seen a video yeah I was just about to say I did make him a birthday suit I bought I made him like a shirt and shorts 
and he literally wears it all the time which is so nice to see <laughs> yeah. and I definitely need to make it that exact set again just maybe in a viscose ah yeah okay do you do any other crafts as well as sewing no actually I recently I try I'm starting to make a bag like like leather work I guess okay oh, which yeah mind blown that is such a different territory I don't know why I thought I'd be able to do that but if that's definitely a new skill even though you're hand sewing it's not sewing in the same way it's actually completely different mm. wow you're gonna there's do a video lots, lots of techniques oh sorry no, I was saying there's lots of different techniques that you don't use in normal sewing like how you attach your I don't know the tax and I don't know the terms to be honest but like all the different <laughs> bits to hold it all together other is that from a particular company that makes kits or just you know your own sort of did you just buy everything separately no so a company called bags and pieces reached out to me they they asked if I'd like to sew it they just gifted it to me and I was like Mm -hmm. yes love to try making a bag even if it's gifted yeah and I picked out all the different accessories you can change the color all different hardwares and I decided on a, a light pink and I know it's, I know autumn and winter is coming. I was thinking of doing a dark one, but I thought this is probably something I'll wear all year round. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to actually making that. Are you going to document it and share it with us on TikTok or Instagram, wherever it is you share things? Are you going to? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually started. So I actually hurt my back recently and that's why I'm currently in bed. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that I've been trying to do that just kind of, because that doesn't mean like bending down or anything. So a lot of that's hand sewing. I've just been trying to do it like really tediously, taking my time. Yeah. I have taken a few pictures, which I'll try and upload today. But Cool. You know, you mentioned autumn, winter. Are there any autumn, winter sewing pattern plans in the pipe works? Yeah. So I've been looking at, I'm not sure if you've seen, I've been working on a smock dress pattern. And I know that that's a dress, but obviously I'm including sleeves, different skirt lengths so that I think that'll be something that you can kind of make all year round and then I'm also making a jumper pattern which will be really fun it'll be like Mm. a slip-on style jumper and I was thinking like dolmane sleeves so it'll be quite it should be super easy to make Mm. but look very stylish yeah okay three patterns coming up (laughs) is there anything that you're planning to make for yourself not just a pattern design this is something I always forget to do honestly because I think I it's like you always want to make a pattern and you kind of forget to sew for yourself Mm. probably the next thing I definitely want to make for myself is probably some nightwear I always Mm. wear just like old t-shirts and things like that so it'd be nice to actually sew some luxury looking nightwear Mm. yeah and you actually wear that so much that you know it's very worthwhile making yourself something special that you're going to enjoy wearing I've been thinking that for ages but I haven't got around to it yet <laughs> <laughs> well Maybe I need to winter. I need to figure out what I'm wearing to the Goodwood revival first before I move on to any other thing because oh I was looking through the inspiration page because it's this okay so tell me it's this it's a revival that I think it's mostly 30s 40s and 50s fashion that people would normally wear to. Mm-hmm. Actually, am I right or wrong? Yeah, I've been different. looking at this as well because I've not. I'm not sure what to wear either. Yeah. And it said it said 40s, 50s, oh, 60s. Okay, sorry. From yeah. what I saw on the website, yeah. but yeah. I mean, 30s, I'm sure is fine as well. But it's got yeah. that kind of like post-war type yeah. era, and I don't have anything remotely suitable. <laughs> Me either. Or some <laughs> people. 
Some people, I, I looked on the hashtag, some have gone with just antique fabric in whatever design. And some people have gone with antique sewing patterns. Is it old, like old vintage, not antique? <laughs> yeah. Vintage, vintage sewing patterns or vintage fabric. And I haven't got a clue about what to wear. So I guess once I figure that out, I'll then move on to other things I want to make for myself. Oh, thank you so much, Tammy. It's been oh, so nice having, having you. Board. Where can people find you? Can you give us your sort of website and sort of social media details? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Tammy.handmade. And then my website is www.tammyhandmade.com. I'm on TikTok and YouTube as well. But if you just type in Tammy Handmade, hopefully I'll pop up. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. Well, what's the plans for the rest of the, I guess, the weekend? Are you going to remain in bed sewing? Yeah, probably just rest, try and play around with the bag making kit. Then I definitely want to play with my cricket machine. I don't know. It sounds like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Well, we hope you feel better soon and you get back to your machine get reunited with your sewing machine oh by the way how are you finding your faf machine i've used faf and atio as well and we've enjoyed it but we want to know how have you found it so far oh my god so the upgrade has been insane so before i had a brother machine which was a really really basic one my first ever machine and then going from this to this faf creative 3.0 is like night and day like this does so much it honestly it's insane i really like the brand it's just really easy to use very intuitive there's like automatic threading and like just cutting of the thread like I just feel like I just press buttons and it does that for me yeah it's amazing (laughs) okay well thank you so so much we will be back again with a brand new episode next week but in the meantime we hope everyone enjoys the rest of the day and I guess enjoy autumn Atia we'll see you next week Yeah, thank you very much, Tammy. It's been great chatting to you this week and I hope all your listeners will enjoy hearing from you as well. And thanks everyone for listening. Yes. All the best, everyone. Bye. Bye.